Miami Beach is calling your name to the biggest ETF industry event of the year, Exchange. Exchange is engineered to deliver high value by providing a space to learn, interact, and network with the most influential thought leaders in the industry, built with financial advisors, not just for them. Go to exchangeetf.com to register and enter EOTW for 50% off your registration. Again, that's exchangeetf.com and apply the discount code EOTW. See you in April. We're talking about investing using exchange-traded funds. This is the ETF of the week, where we get the latest take from ETFtrends.com's Chief Executive Officer, Tom Lydon. Tom, great to chat with you again. Great to be back, Chuck. Thanks. Your ETF of the week is... The Access Astoria Inflation Sensitive ETF, ticker symbol PPI. PPI, the Axis Astoria Inflation Sensitive ETF. Now, I'll point out for folks who are looking for it, Axis in this case is AXS. And this is a new fund. It was just created at the start of this year. And talk about finding the sweet spot in the market, inflation sensitive. But this is not your standard inflation play, which makes it particularly interesting right now. Right, Tom? Inflation shock has been one of the biggest concerns of advisors in the last couple of years. Inflation leads to rising interest rates, which we're expected to hear soon from the Fed about that happening. You know, in addition, Chuck, we're all seeing higher prices at the pump, higher prices in the grocery line. Home prices have escalated to a huge extent. And all of that makes it more expensive for us when we spend money. Our dollar just doesn't go as far as it used to. So what can you do to protect that? Obviously, when you look at your portfolio, you want to consider buying power. And what the folks at Astoria and Access have done is gone in and picked certain industry groups that do well in inflationary times. Areas like banks, for example, Chuck, where rising interest rates are actually more profitable for banks because they can lend money out at higher rates. Energy, for example, we talked about prices at the pump. We've got the geopolitical issues that are going on right now. We're just a sniff away from $100 a barrel. That's a concern too. And then when you look at the cost of goods, for example, not only areas like precious metals and gold, but also areas like commodities that might touch on agriculture or copper or building materials, all of those areas have seen advances that, you know, when you look at your wallet, you see less in it. So as you point out, Axis and Astoria have done a great job about offering up an option for advisors and investors to help diversify their portfolios and also maybe hedge a little bit against inflation at the same time. Yes, but it's really important here. You know, we don't spend a lot of time talking about how funds get named and what's in a name, but we know how important it is. I mean, for years, heck, there's SEC regulations and rules about what you can have in a fund name, et cetera. It is really important that people understand what this fund is doing because inflation sensitive in this case is trying to invest in areas and using instruments that will do well in inflationary times. That means it's buying 
stocks, ETFs, and yes, some treasury inflation protected securities. But this is not a fund, and there are some out there, that are trying to provide great inflation-adjusted returns to make sure that your purchasing power is there. This is about those inflation-sensitive industries. And for example, oil and energy, where the Ukraine-Russia pressures are making it that folks are saying we could see 10% rates of inflation. That's a huge focus here. But it's dynamic. As we see inflation morph and we get used to whatever's coming down the pike, this fund can change its portfolio to be in whatever is inflation sensitive, correct? You're right. It's actively managed and they keep a close eye on all of those sectors, all of those industry groups, Chuck. And I think another thing to point out is this. When you look at the money that was flowing last year, for example, we actually saw net redemptions in commodity ETFs. Now, a lot of that was because money was coming out of GLD, the biggest gold ETF out there. So far, year-to-date, we've actually seen $6 billion going to commodity ETFs, just as an example. The other thing that's really important to understand is we haven't seen an extended area or extended time period of inflation since the 1970s. And you and I back then didn't have any money. We were riding around on our banana bikes. Most people that were managing money at that time probably are out of the business or are no longer with us. So it's an area of the market that let's just say advisors and investors just don't have a lot of experience in. And it, the inflationary period, although some people feel it may be transitory where it's not going to last for a period of time, who says that they're going to be right? We could be in this period of time for many, many years. Some people feel that a couple rate hikes will get us there. I don't know if I'm going to pay less at the pump, if the Fed does a couple 25 basis points rate hikes, I think that we're in higher prices for an extended period of time. And if that's the case, it makes sense to at least diversify away from stocks and bonds a little bit into these areas. Tom, first things first, you need to speak for yourself. A, never had a banana seat bike. B, I had bar mitzvah money, dude. And yes, I was investing during the inflationary 1970s when I was able to get double-digit returns from money market funds. And because you can't do that now is precisely why a fund like this intrigues me. Because again, it's trying to put a very different spin on what are you going to do in inflationary times. Now, let's bring this back to the fact that this is a new fund. This fund has gotten off to a great start. We don't yet know if this fund, you know, was born on third base thinking it hit a triple, but it certainly came out at the right time, at least thus far. It doesn't have a 200-day moving average. It won't have a 200-day moving average for a while. Do you not care because that's what this is? And because this is focused on inflation and the Fed has thrown out the transitory word and isn't using it anymore, but we know inflation is a little spiky and we might see it change. If you're not using this, on a 200-day moving average, because there isn't one. How are you deciding if you keep this permanently as a hedge against inflation, or if you just want to use this while inflation is a headline? Well, Chuck, one thing you can use as a proxy is go in and look at those different industry groups, just pick the sector ETF, and run those on a 200-day average. That will give you an idea of what the general trends of the underlying are doing. So if you're a trend follower, that will help you until we get to 200 days in the CTF. I think that that's very important. On the other hand, 
if you believe that this is a longer term play, if you believe that we're going to see inflation be with us for a while, it makes sense to diversify. And then most importantly, Chuck, so you didn't have a banana bike. Did you have a Schwinn 10 speed just because you were one of those rich guys? <laughs> I did not have a, a Schwinn 10 speed. I had a hand me down from my brother, which was a three speed on the like, remember how they used to put them on the handlebars? Yeah, those were great. Um, I had to steal money from my parents to go to the candy store. I didn't, but that's because the five and 10 was actually a five and 10 cent store in those days. But again, Tom, the five and 10 cent store proves that again, inflation is running rampant. And that's why you're making the Axis Astoria inflation sensitive ETF, ticker symbol PPI, the ETF of the week. Tom, always great to chat with you. Be safe. We'll do this again next week. Thanks, Chuck. The ETF of the week is a joint production between ETFtrends.com and Money Life with Chuck Jaffe. And yes, that's me. And you can learn all about my hour-long weekday podcast by checking it out on your favorite podcast app or by going to MoneyLifeShow.com. You can learn everything you need to about exchange-traded funds by going to ETFtrends.com. The site's on Twitter at ETFtrends and Tom Lydon, their chief executive, my guest, well, he's on Twitter too. He is at Tom Lydon. The ETF of the week is available for you every Thursday. We hope you'll follow along and not miss one. And until we do this again next week, happy investing, everybody.